You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Nigel Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. The first thing I need to do is housekeeping. So yesterday I talked about uh, one of the exchanges that uh, was laying off 20% of their employees and that they had a CEO that was stepping down. But I mistakenly read Genesis uh, I, well, it was Genesis, but I was talking about Gemini. And so I wanted to make the clarification. So for those of you who are uh, trading on Gemini, those of you trading on Gemini or have Bitcoin on Gemini, just like we've always said with any exchange, please do not keep your cryptocurrency or your Bitcoin on these exchanges. You need to have them in a cold storage device, period. But if you are on Gemini, please do not panic. I actually meant uh, I was talking about Genesis and I just clicked them all together. So Genesis is who is laying off 20 percent of their workforce with more than 50 jobs um, because of this crypto winter. And so I wanted to make sure that I go back and make that very clear. So G Gemini is an exchange. You exchange dollars for Bitcoin or dollars for whatever coin it is that you're buying. And Genesis is a digital asset brokerage. And there's a difference between the two. And so Genesis is who loaned money out to one of the failing companies and has lost massive money uh, over the last year. And so I wanted to make sure that uh, I was clear on that. And then that the reason I kind of got them mixed up, too, is because Genesis earlier um, started one of the first over the counter cryptocurrency trading desk they did that in about 2013 and then they became a major lender so they were a lender of their of their bitcoin and things of that sort so i just wanted to make that um make that correction so uh the winklevoss twins own gemini and we are talking about genesis yesterday so again I apologize to each and every one of you and thank you to our faithful listeners for straightening me out um, and saying, hey, you meant you were talking about Genesis, but you mentioned Gemini and Gemini's owner. So I'm glad that that distinction was made. Uh, that being said, since we're on the topic of exchanges and becoming solvent, talking about banks and FDIC insurance, um, a lot of folks in this cryptocurrency space. I will make sure that I say this today and do not forget a lot of times when people are trying to sell you something in the cryptocurrency space, they start talking about the fact that it's insured with Lloyd's of London. And I've said this over and over again, but I heard it this weekend when somebody was pitching me. They said, well, our coin is insured by Lloyd's of London. Well, Lloyd's of London is an insurance company and it does insure some off the wall things like and I don't say off the wall because if, if that's how you make your money, it's not off the wall. So they may um, they may insure uh, Serena Williams elbow. Um, you know, because that's what allows her to be able to swing that tennis racket and do her thing. Or they may um, they may insure Tiger Woods wrists because his wrist is what helps him. So they insure 
non-traditional things. So there are some companies in the cryptocurrency space that are getting insurance with Lloyd's of London, but it does not cover you, my friends and family. It does not cover you. It covers that company in whatever little quirky way that they got that insurance. But in order for them to sell a product or they want to make people think that they're reputable, they will throw out that Lloyd's of London thing. And I almost 100% guarantee you that if somebody is telling you that their company in the cryptocurrency space is covering whatever you're investing or whatever you're doing by Lloyd's of London, it is absolutely not the truth. And it's not the truth because of how the policy is set up. It's ensuring something within that company, but not your crypto, not your actual um, investment or whatever it is. So just be careful. And if they say that you're covered with Lloyd's of London, uh, and again, things are changing. Things are changing in this space every day. And I cannot say that Lloyd's of London would never do that because they might, and they might do it tomorrow. They might do it next week. But from what I gather from doing my research, there is no Lloyd's of London insurance right now that covers the consumer. It may cover the company from scam or or somebody stealing coin or something like that, but it has nothing to do with us, the consumer. So uh, I, I wanted to kind of talk about that as well, because all this stuff is kind of meshed together and um, and is meshed together because we're talking about banking. We're talking about FDIC insurance. We're talking about Lloyd's of London insurance. And the biggest thing is people want to be able to invest in something that they have some sort of uh, some sort of surety that if something goes wrong or a sense of being sure that if something goes wrong, that they will be able to get their funds back. And you would think in the banking space and as well as in the cryptocurrency space, these things need to exist. And I will say that as time passes, again, Bitcoin being 13 years old, it's still a teenager. There are going to be some protections and some insurances that come into play down the line. And I am not saying that we welcome, we don't welcome them because we absolutely do. But I think that they need to be done proper and in order. And I will say this to you. I mean, I've been in the financial space forever. And I've always heard people say that our money is FDIC insured. But how many of us actually know somebody that had to file a claim to get our FDIC insurance? And what I found out was it was just in case the bank is no longer solvent that that FDIC insurance would kick in. Well, the bank is always going to be solvent because what? Because they're taking $30 from every NSF check that goes out that their astronomical fees astronomical amounts of interest that they're charging on the money that they loan out that belongs to us there are never in my opinion gonna go um where they're not solvent um but that's neither here nor there the fdic insurance is in place and that gives everybody a peace of mind that they can do business with these banks because they're fdic insured well today i got A side note, because, again, I don't know anybody that's ever filed FDIC insurance. And um, I've been, again, in this space a pretty long time as far as financial services. I just don't know because I don't think any bank has ever had to do that because they have systematically put themselves in a great place to never have to worry about those types of things. But what I did find out factually today is that the fact that my um, my money is still missing. 
uh, from the bank and the banking institutions that are both blaming each other for uh, whatever reason. And we've not gotten it back and we don't have it in our possession. So at this time, I went to the bank and I wanted to file my FDIC uh, insurance that you told me that I had up to $250,000. Surely you can help me with this low $44,000 that's missing. And there I, as you know, that's a little bit of money. Um, and so what I found out after sitting with my banker and him being very patient and him going through the Federal Reserve Bank uh, website, he could not find where I was supposed to actually apply for these for this FDIC insurance. Now, mind you, my banker has been with this particular banking institution for over 15 years. And he said this is the first time someone has ever came to his desk. And he does this every day, all day to ask them to file a actual claim. So when he started digging, he found out that I cannot file a claim. I have to file something under Federal Reg E, which is totally separate from FDIC. So he and I kind of got a chuckle that he's been saying that out of his mouth for 15 years. And the fact that it does not apply to almost everything that we put in the bank, except for if the bank goes uh, and is no longer solvent, which was very surprising to both him and me. And so he literally took his screen protector off his computer, turned it around to me, and he and I combed the website today. So we're talking about old money, but this is stuff y'all need to know because this is really interesting. Uh, and I wasn't in a, um, and I, and not that it matters what neighborhood, but I'll tell you that I purposely went someplace where I knew folks had some money and um, they wouldn't bat an eye on really taking a look into what this actually means and that sort of thing and so he did that today and I was absolutely shocked as was he the banker uh that I wouldn't be able to file my claim for my missing money uh through that because FDIC only covers a certain amount of things as I just stated so I have to go on the website and deal with the federal reg e uh that regulates banks and and but he said be and it has to do with fraud. And so on the fraud side, they deal with this. And, and there's little bitty words that make the FDIC filing of an, a claim uh, not possible. And so um, it's just really, really interesting how this thing is set up. And I think as, you know, time passes and we continue to have people in our families and we continue to uh, really just live life, we're actually going to see what these banks have been doing and are doing uh, in just the regular everyday money space. And as I was sitting there with him today, again, I'm in this space, this cryptocurrency space, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I educate people. I help people set up wallets. I do all of those things in my in my particular business. The only black brick and mortar cryptocurrency exchange in the United States that you can walk in and do your business. And I had no idea that the feds had another program in the background that they're trying to implement in an effort not to have to allow everybody to deal with cryptocurrency. And so I found that out today. So my show title and stuff just changed a little bit because today we are going to be talking about something I found out about this morning. And I did my research and this really came out a little bit quiet.
uh, because it's been out for some time and I've never, ever heard of it because we have been in this cryptocurrency space talking about CBDC, central bank digital currencies. And the reason why they were implementing this CBDCs in the central bank is because, of course, they don't want to lose out on all of the funds that are going into the decentralized uh, cryptocurrency space. Now, Bitcoin specifically was designed as a peer to peer form of money that did not require any intermediate intermediaries so no banking person no western union no moneygram none of those people need to be in the middle of our transactions because they get money and they make money off the things that we do so cryptocurrency in its in its you know in in its totality and there's a lot of other reasons cryptocurrency was implemented but one of the major things is was to cut out the middleman so that we can do our transactions for ourselves but at the same time we can make sure that there is full transparency and that it is equal opportunity for all but as I sat in the bank today I learned that CBDC, central bank digital currencies. Yes, they are on their way. Yes, I have talked about them. I have tried to share with you all what it is going to be like in a world of CBDCs. And I just found out that the feds have another program in place. And that program is called Fed Now 24-7. And what they are trying to do or what they're Right now in the process of doing and while I'm sitting in the bank, I got my computer out. I'm researching because I'm like, what is this and where did it come from? So what they're trying to do is right now the banks, the federal bank, the federal reserve, the federal reserve system is trying to find a way to not allow the central bank digital currency to come to fruition as soon as as soon as uh, the next two, three years, because that takes the power from the banks and into the hands of actual government. So that would totally cut the banks out. So in the interim, the banks have uh, the Federal Reserve Banking System has come up with something. And this is this is my and I, I shouldn't say in the interim, they came up with this because of this. I feel as though they came up with this so that they can try to make themselves peer to peer or uh, peer to cons consumer, um, not peer to peer, consumer to business uh, and all of these things. But this thing called Fed Now Instant Payments is on the rise, ladies and gentlemen. And what they're trying to do, because cryptocurrency trades 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and people are saying, I'm using cryptocurrency because if it's Saturday night in the middle of the night, I can send XYZ money to Mexico uh, in Bitcoin because it does not stop moving. It does not stop. Uh, you know, it doesn't close on Friday at five and then it appears back open on Monday at 9 a.m. There is no stopping of the cryptocurrency space because it runs 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So this thing called Fed Now is 24 hours a day.
seven days a week and it is instant payments. And this is so interesting to me because of what is going on right now in the banking space. I think this is going to be detrimental to our banking system. Um, because this is going because of all the fraud and the things that they're dealing with right now. There is no way they're going to be able to keep up with this program that they're trying to implement because they're not on the blockchain with this. That's number one. But number two is just so many vulnerable points. And so right now what they're doing is they're test piloting this product called Fed Now uh, Instant Payments. And they've asked for some of the senators and some of the congressmen to pump the brakes on the central bank digital currency so that they to allow them to find out if their Fed now program works. So what is this Fed now program? We will find that out when we come forward after news, traffic and sports. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where we turn red lights to green lights and keep it moving. Broadcasting live from Lamar Park, USA. USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. All right. All right. So welcome forward. So we were talking about uh, the central bank digital currency, CBDCs. We're talking about this new Fed Now program that is supposed to be designed that could eliminate cryptocurrency or the need for the use of cryptocurrency. And so as I did a little bit of digging this morning while I was sitting in the bank, I found an article, ladies and gentlemen, that came out yesterday and it has been so very quiet. I I didn't even I, I have to just admit and I know I've been I work a lot, but I read a lot, especially about. About this and I had no idea that this actually existed. So uh, yesterday uh, in regulation and that's another thing I'm, I'm going to say this too because one of the things that I've noticed that I've had to do in Uh, In financial services, I've been in financial services a very long time, but in order to get the real good scoop news that I need, I literally have to pay for it. And I'm paying for if you if you get news about regulation or if you get news about specific things in law that have to do with financial services, like you cannot literally just go Google it and get the information you have to pay for it. And so I know with one of my news periodicals, is actually $299 a month for them to send you regulation stuff. And it's stuff that you should be able to know, you should be able to get for free, but because nobody really wants the general public to know all the good news and information, you've got to pay for this stuff. So I just kind of tapped back in and, and just Googled, I mean, not Googled, I put in some key phrases and I found an article that came out yesterday, again, that nobody was even talking about in my space. And so today I'm hoping to kind of re, uh, put that out there so it states reserve uh, federal reserve governor pumps breaks on us cbdc in favor of fed now so again why would the federal reserve governor want to pump the brakes on the central bank digital currency first and foremost because it would be controlled and uh manipulated by the government and therefore cutting out the bankers and they definitely don't want that and so this reserve federal reserve governor um is pushing back on several areas of the crypto industry speculation and he wants everyone to engage uh with with the federal reserve bank and the feds engagement of crypto he's asking for them to hold on he wants to 
uh, you know, because the federal government wants to push for a digital dollar, which happens to be the CBDC. But Governor Bowman says uh, the feds now likely solves an issue of the digital dollar and he does not want them to push forward. And so um, it's he made a speech yesterday or he had a speech yesterday, August 17th, the federal Re- the federal reserve governor. Uh, and I'm saying he, and I just assumed it was he, uh, Michelle Bowman, so excuse me for that, took issue with many key areas around the Fed's work and its crossover with fintech and the cryptocurrency industry concerns. Wow. And so, yep, Governor Bowman, I just assume. So assume, you know, what my grandmother says. Uh, but I, I should not have assumed. So M- Governor Michelle Bowman is the one that's pushing back against this CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency, and asking them to wait to find out if Fed, if the Fed Now program will be a replacement for uh, di- the digital dollar and all that we need to, to transact. And again, if the Fed now program works, it still leaves the power of all the money in the he- hands of the Federal Reserve Bank and its uh, employees. It's all, all all that, all the things that it goes with. But um, so let's just see here. It says uh, key among them is a push for the U.S. Central Bank Digital Currency or the CBDC, also known as the digital dollar. This this is a subject of much political speculation. A digital dollar has grown increasingly contentious over the past years. Bowman says that the Fed's plan for the now the new program called Feds now will fill the niche many envision for a U.S. CBDC. And again, not wanting anything to get out of their control. And so the Fed now service will enable financial institutions of every size and in every community across America. Here they go to provide a safe, efficient, instant payment service. It is intended to be a flexible flexible neutral platform that will support a broad variety of instant payments Bowman said my expectation is that the feds now will address the issues that some have raised about the need for a CBDC and again this is their way to circumvent the power of the dollar or whatever leaving their hands Bowman also took a oblique pot shot at the crypto industry Hope for the banks working with crypto uh, with crypto assets. And basically, she was saying, uh, I am hearing more discussion involving banks interest in offering services involving cryptocurrency assets. The chatter seems to originate more from those outside of the banking industry. But I'll put that aside for now, she said. Turning to a recent guideline for this new master account, which we talked about and we shared last week that there are some mandates to make sure uh, that these master accounts are set up for these banking industries to start using crypto. Um, She's saying that it is really important that the publishing of these guidelines that were that came out last week for the Federal Reserve System actually works and remains completely in the hands of the Federal Reserve. So, again, as I read this article or read this article, I am knowing that they are trying their very best. 
They're, this is their very best effort with this new Fed Now program to try to get the United States not to go towards digital currencies at their best. And so um, this is, from what I can see, it is, you know, they're they're making every attempt, of course, against money laundering or cyber, war, cyber warfare or corruption, um, any CBDCs or any of those things. And so it's just quite interesting as to what is going to take place uh, with this new Fed Now program. But just so you know, they have uh, banks right now that are doing uh, beta testing and they volunteer to be members of this new Fed Now program. And I suspect that uh, even though it says that they want to make sure that it's accessible to all communities, that we're going to pay a pretty hefty price, just as we have with MoneyGram or Western Union, if we want to send our money peer to peer, when we don't have to do any of that because we can just use Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency someone is willing to accept for goods and services. And again, keeping in your memory that money can be anything that someone is willing to trade with you for goods and services, period. It can be sticky notes. It could be pens. It could be anything that we we deem, uh, you know, a way to pay for goods and services. And so since you can utilize Bitcoin to pay for goods and services all over the world, uh, you know, it's just silly in my opinion for us to fall back into a system that has uh, traditionally not done right by us and just because we can trade our money that we we hold with them 24 hours a day seven days a week does not make their fees go away does not make them stop charging NSF NFF, NSF uh, fees, which are non-sufficient funds for people that didn't have money in the first place. It does not stop them from loaning out our money at 18, 25, 35 percent interest. As I've seen in some of our communities, it's like the ridiculousness continues. But now they can do it 24 seven and they don't just cut it off on Friday and come back online on Monday. And so we got to be very careful as we look into these different uh, into this new instant payment system and what payment rails they're offering us and how we don't benefit on the other side of it. And I'm almost guaranteeing that we won't benefit on the other side of it. When we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Get ready for the KBLA Talk 1580 Public Safety Forum, Monday, September 12th, featuring the candidates for L.A. County Sheriff, Sheriff Alex Villanueva, and former Long Beach Police Chief Robert Luna. Listen up for details on how you can join the KBLA 1580 delegation and be in the audience for this forum, which will be live-streamed and broadcast right here on KBLA Talk 1580. This public safety forum featuring Chief Luna and Sheriff Villanueva is brought to you by KBLA Talk 1580 and our friends at the L.A. Urban League. SCLC Southern California and the Empowerment Congress. So, mark your calendars for Monday, September 12th, and stay tuned to KBLA Talk 1580 for more information on how you can join us live for this critical conversation. Now, let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, all right. And uh, we were... 
coming forward with talking about feds now. And again, that is a new program that's implemented. If you um, want to find out more about it and uh, not that you're a bank or anything like that, because right now they have the banks um, just testing it out to see how it's going to work for the consumers. But one of the biggest things that I do know is that consumer protection is absolutely education. And so we got to continue to educate ourselves. We cannot get duped again if this is something that is going to take from our community and not add to our community. And so I will keep an eye on this and make sure that you all are aware of what's going on. Uh, one of the things I do want to share, of course, is that we need to be in places with individuals individuals that think like us and and are learning like us and and helping each other through this new infancy stage of this cryptocurrency space and so we want to look to find meetups around us that we can get involved in so if you are uh anywhere in the uh area uh, usually on Thursdays, we have something over a crypto blockchain plug. But because there's a conference going on uh, downtown Los Angeles today where some of us have to be and will be to attend uh, for funding for uh, this technology space, we will not be hosting our meetup tonight at crypto blockchain plug. So there will be no meetup or cryptocurrency meetup tonight at crypto blockchain plug. However, uh, it will be next Thursday. And then the other thing I wanted to share with you is next Thursday, if you're in the Miami area, Fort Lauderdale, we're having a cryptocurrency meetup, a digital financial revolution revolution meetup is going to be happening in Fort Lauderdale, Florida uh, next Thursday at seven o'clock. And you can go to uh, meetup.com forward slash crypto plug again meetup.com forward slash crypto plug to get that information and um, you can get all you can actually register and get all the information on where to go and how to sign up and all that stuff there and you can also ladies and gentlemen because I have this new uh, news I'm going to call it news website you can go to crypto streets news dot io crypto streets news dot io and you can get the latest up-to-date cryptocurrency news we didn't do our daily uh we didn't do our daily uh update today about crypto so we'll do that really quickly time flies when you're having fun but uh, i'm having fun talking about this stuff that has to do with the banks because we have got to get ourselves from under that uh this this metaphorical knee I feel like we're under we're under the knee choking. Um, and so uh, we got it. We can't we can't keep allowing them to get on top of our necks with these knees. And I think this uh, Fez now program is another one coming down the pipe. But with that being said, Bitcoin in the last 24 hours has traded high, as high as twenty four thousand four hundred and as low as twenty three thousand two hundred. Uh, the sideway markets are very interesting uh, right now and the markets are pointing slightly lower and interesting developments in the stable coins took the spotlight over 1.6 billion from USDC have been transferred to USDT after circle blocked access uh, involving tornado cashes transactions. And so things are happening, ladies and gentlemen. People are moving from one coin to the next, really jumping around because, again, a lot of these platforms are centralized. And when you're dealing with something where something is centralized, they can just stop payments, but they cannot do it if you have your own Bitcoin in your own wallet. So I'm going to continue to to 
continue to say that. So in the equities, commodities in the macro, uh, stocks in Asia took uh, open to a weaker uh they were weaker today and the revenue declined because of China's tough economy. And I'm trying to see if there's anything that happened in the Bitcoin space in China as of yet. And it doesn't say it has. Bitcoins, again, support is at 22.9 and its resistance is at 24.3. Bitcoin has spent the last four days on the decline with an upward trending support finally broken, looking for a first real support level at 22.8. And again, I continue to hope that it stays exactly like this. We're looking to see if the price moves higher to retest. Uh, and I won't go into all of that because when we move forward, we're going to do our daily dollar cost average and get some more Satoshis under our belt. So with that, this is ahead of the crypto curve. And I am your host, Naja Roberts, KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate meets a scholarly match. Hey, hey, hey. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are here. We are moving forward with our daily dollar cost average. And I will say this to you today, uh, because of the feedback or because of some feedback we have received, if you are having any technical difficulties with the Black Wall Street wallet, please feel free to reach out to uh, the Black Wall Street because the Black Wall Street has individuals that are standing by to assist you. If you don't have that number and you need the email or anything, please feel free to reach out to me at asknajaroberts at gmail.com, asknajaroberts at gmail.com, and I will get you directly in touch with customer service that can help you figure out what is going on with your wallet in particularly. And I just want to... Um, just make sure that each and every one of you have what you need to be stacking your Satoshis, getting your Satoshis under your belt. So we're using the Black Wall Street wallet um, and we're going to continue to use the Black Wall Street wallet for the rest of this uh, this period. Uh, just so we can make sure that you're understanding what $6 a day could have possibly done for you. And I'm not doing the $6 a day on the weekend. I want to make sure that you all know I'm only doing it on Monday through Friday. So we'll see what this looks like at the end of a year. So with that, let's please take out your Black Wall Street wallet. And I don't have my phone in front of me right now because I am recording today. Uh, but you're going to click on the purple circle at the bottom. You're going to press the two arrows and you are going to then please click on buy asset and when you buy the asset it's going to be bitcoin you're going to pick which one of the wallets you're going to put it in because black wall street wallet allows you to compartmentalize your different wallets and then ladies and gentlemen you are going to put six dollars in there one time now again you can set this up and forget it uh, and if you again you're having any difficulties please reach out to me and I'll get you in contact with the right individual to get that fixed for you um, and so we're going to do that and we're going to click continue and voila you have purchased six dollars worth of Satoshis Satoshis being the smallest increment of a Bitcoin as there are a hundred million a hundred million a hundred million Satoshis in a Bitcoin and I'm going to step a little bit further and say there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin. So if you have the ability to hold one of the 20 million Bitcoin that are out there, you are going to be flat out in a great situation someday 
real soon. And so this is not financial advice. I'm just only telling you what I think and what I'm doing for me and my house. So with that, we're going to make way for the D.L. Hughley show. And you all know I say that D.L., D.L., D.L. is the truth. And I absolutely love listening uh, to the show. And I want to thank you again for rocking with Ahead of the Crypto Curve today with Naja Roberts. You can follow me on social media at Naja Roberts. No underscore no dots, no periods. Uh, and I would be more than happy to see you at our DFR uh, experience that is going to be in Atlanta, Georgia in October 21st, 22nd and 23rd. So please go to DFRexperience.com, DFRexperience.com and get your tickets today. This is KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.